0: Welcome to Season 3 of the Chief Executive Connector Podcast. I am so glad you are here to connect with me. As promised, this season is going to be a little bit different. This season is going to have the traditional Chief Executive Connector Podcast framework that you know and love. It's going to have some tidbits of knowledge off the top of my dome. It's going to have a couple of weird things that I come up with, right? Like I'm going to come up with that 2020 last call that I promised you. But it's also going to have some long form conversations with incredible people. And this is one of them. This is my buddy, Timmy Gallagher, who I can't tell you who he works for, but you're going to have to trust me in understanding that he is really up at a semi-political leadership level in law enforcement. And I've been talking to him for a while about what the heck is going on in America between the civil unrest, between the situation in politics. And Timmy has been a cop his whole life. He's reached the higher echelons of leadership in that world. And he's a super woke dude that runs ultra marathons, that coaches people. He's really spiritual. And he's got a really interesting take on what the heck is happening from what happened to the Capitol to what happened with George Floyd listen up. This guy is a man that has been in it. He has seen the inside of the beast and he holds many of the answers. Enjoy. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, in my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way. And in that I can learn from him. This means every single person you've ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person, and therefore has something to teach you. And you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every room full of people you walk into is both a library and your stage. And the better you get at getting to know people, the value they each inherently bring and how to share it with others, the greater the impact you can make on the world. My name is Pablo Gonzalez and I've created a system called the Relationship Flywheel designed to create impact through relationships at scale. And this podcast is a living document of how to do it. So hit subscribe right now. If you wanna learn how to get to know people, Get them to know you and build a world class network. Some episodes will be interviews, some episodes will be regular calls with people building rapport, and some will be tactical advice to teach you how to build your own relationship flywheel and achieve anything you want. Now, smash that subscribe button and let's get connected. Welcome to the Chief Executive Connector podcast, Timmy. I have Pablo. Thanks Benzomel. for having
1: me, Pablo. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: I am just your bro, Pablo, your Chief Executive Connector. I'm here to introduce you to our friend that's listening to us right now in their ear. And I want to introduce you in the most respectful way possible that holds some boundaries around where you're at in life right now. And we're just going to leave it at you have served the life within law enforcement and held some very, very high ranking positions. You are a highly spiritual dude and a highly, highly evolved man that grew up in a family of cops. And you are a beast of an endurance athlete that has accomplished (laughs) superhuman things, right? So our friend that's listening right now can understand that you have served under the most stressful scenarios, leading many, many men. You have found very high levels of spirituality and enlightenment and you have gone into like the darkest, deepest holes of pain to push your body, right? I want to kind of put it there. And you are a coach that helps people. Tell me what you're working on right now as a coach. And then I really want to just dive into what is wrong, what is wrong with our country right
1: now? (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. And bro, I have the utmost respect for you. You and some other people that we speak to on a regular basis just amaze me, and I'm humbled by you guys. So the fact that you want to hear from me overwhelms me, but for what it's worth, here's my story, sad sad but true, right? So what I'm working on right now is being a coach. If you are someone that wants to get to the next level, I might have something you want. I might have an experience, knowledge, or strength that can help you get there. Clearly, if it's endurance, efforts, yeah, I, I can help you out with that. If it is personal development, leadership, spirituality, executive leadership, I've been around the block. So let's have a chat. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Listen, I put my, my stuff out there and it's like art. Some people like art, some people don't. And some artists don't even appreciate it till after the fact. So here we go, man. We're painting a canvas on here a podcast. Go. There we go. There we go.
0: This is this is the podcast canvas. Listen, I'm going to just throw it out there right now. I love your art, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get out much. <laughs> when you when you tell me that you appreciate my, you know, the fact that I value your opinion, like I can't say more tenfold that, right? Like I literally just interviewed Kim for she's got an episode coming out also. And and I've said it all along when I dialed into Jerry's Proven Chaos weekly call, Right. It was your story, and your struggle and your archetype that fascinated me, that kept me coming back. I was like, I can't miss these calls because I got to get to know this Tim dude. I'm fascinated by his background and how it fits in very uniquely and crucially to what is going on in America and how we can solve it comes from what you represent, in my opinion. So, to have you on here right now as we just said right before we were taping it's unbelievable to see that here in the united states of america the bastion of freedom and democracy the the place that prides himself on the peaceful transition of power there was a coup on the government right yeah. like storming
1: the capitol is a coup here's my, my my shtick right here's my angle and you've heard this and as a cop i learned that so it goes like this here's society and here's our problems How many of those problems are created by men? Good amount. How many of those are created by men that did not have a good role model? How many are created by men? No good role model. No good spiritual positive role model. So this amount of guys cause this amount of problems. You're with me, bro. So, well, why is that? And simply put, it's because we are not initiated men. We are not generative men. So cultures for eons have initiated boyhood, boys into manhood. We don't do it anymore. We we try to do it in some form and fashion. It's very prettified, like in the Catholic religion, there's confirmation. But even that, it's dress them up in a white suit. It's, it's And the reason why it's important for men, for boys to be initiated into manhood is because Growing up is all about, let me get my power. Let me get my ego. Let me get my thing, right? Let me get connected. You know, your thing. But until you learn how to do that properly, you'll do it your way. And that's not the way of life. Life is not about you. You are about life. And one of the lessons of life, and I learned it in my initiation, and you could even be a Buddhist and learn it, right? Life is hard. And if you don't learn how to handle that, hardness of life it would be painful and if you don't learn to transform your pain you will transmit your pain absolutely guaranteed a lot of what we see is men transmitting their pain they are working their baggage out man and we're better than that and as crazy as it sounds the idea of the hero's journey initiation that is you talk about the archetype that is what we're built for When I look at all right, so I'm just gonna roll window, man. You can stop me. When I look at what happened in Minneapolis, it's not generative men. Not only is it not generative men, these are police officers that have a role in our society. You with me? Police society. They're men that have a role in our culture. Men, culture, police, society. You see, you see the, the parallels? Yep.
0: What is real, real, real quick because I'm 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 terrible at news media. Minneapolis is what set off the the latest. It's what what was his name? Um, it was that right. The
1: eight minutes, forty six seconds. I can't breathe. I
0: yeah. can't breathe.
1: Yeah. What what, what was yeah. his name? I forgot his name. I, I'm. Mr. I, Floyd. I yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Floyd. Right. George Floyd. Yeah. Okay. So what? that that was Minneapolis. So police officers have a. I didn't mean to stop you there. Police officers. No, have no a role no. in Society men have a, a role in culture.
1: Well, here's what what's, and, and I'm not taking away at all from police brutality and racism discussion. Got it. That, that's a worthy discussion. What I'm saying is that there's another pattern here. I see men doing that to another man. I see a cop doing it to someone we should protect and serve. And what is so debilitating about that is a cop is our hero. Being a cop can be heroic. Jump over to what happened in the Capitol. We have a cop that's dead now trying to be a good guy. Now we'll jump back to that. So we see a cop doing this. We're crestfallen. It's an archetypal type of image. You had mentioned that at the beginning, like you're supposed to be the good guy. Dude, eight minutes, and 46 seconds. What are you doing? More well, importantly, what are those other guys doing? That should be saying enough, enough. If you're not a generative man, if you're not initiated, if you haven't realized you're part of something bigger, that you are to learn your gift and bring that gift to society, again, the pattern is there. If you don't learn to transform it, you'll transmit it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, so what in, in the police work, we need to talk about the hero's journey. We need to talk about initiation. We need to talk about your gifts, being generative, about being part of something higher. Than you. you take a sworn oath that 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 should not be taken lightly. And that's why people are so upset. And what people are saying now is we need to have a conversation. Yeah, we do, we do. Yeah,
0: and all right, let me, let me distill some of that. And I'm glad we're having this conversation. I hear in general, you know, people who hurt are prone to hurt others. Men are hurting. Men men are lacking a certain rite of passage that if men were to have it, they could enter the phase of their life where they have their power and not abuse it to prey on people without power. You got it. Can you tell me about your... I would like to do two things. I would like to talk about what your initiation was and what an initiation represents and, and what that can be. Right. Cause I hear, I'll say what I hear. And then I would also like to talk about what is a generative man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I hear an initiation, the way that you are representing it, mm-hmm. it sounds to me like something where there's an intense period of mentorship and self-learning combination that helps you go from one place in your life as a boy to now who you are as a man with power as a weak boy to a powerful man am i am i getting that is that is that what you mean by an initiation and i would love for you to tell me whatever you can about what your initiation was like
1: sure so the basic pattern of an initiation is a separation an initiation and a return so the boy is taken away, he's taken into a sacred environment with men. He's taught these lessons, they're hard lessons. In many initiations, if not all, there's a bloodletting of some sort. In Africa, they say that the woman bleeds to learn, the man must bleed to learn,
0: hmm.
1: right? And you're taught in a sacred environment this is how you transmit this pain, this is how you find your higher calling. But you're done. It's done in a safe environment with other men, and then you're returned to the community with your gift, or to to stay with those men and find your gift. Now, understanding some cultural initiations, when the boy would come back, and some this is why you often see someone have a new name. They would come back with a new name, a new identity. In some cases, it would be played out to such an extreme where they would be reintroduced to their mother, reintroduced to their siblings. Like it was that definitive. Like what was there is now gone. In some cases, your debt was wiped out if there was a debt. Like it was that deliberate. You've gone from here to there. If you've gone through a true initiation and it's not different, you weren't initiated. Yeah, you know, the, the easiest analogy I'll give you is a cup of hot water. Take a tea bag, put it in there. Take the tea bag out. What do you have now, water or tea? you got ticked to never water again. If, the, if, you, if you didn't, if it wasn't changed, it's not there. So those patterns play out in society. And I think about it, bro. Like if you went out for a sporting team or a club, there's always some kind of halfway initiation, right? You look at what's going on in the fraternal world. Now I'm a member of a fraternity. I've served on the national board. Fraternities, are a great idea in theory. But we've seen where they take haze into the half degree and boys end up dead. What what is that? It's the calling and desire to live all that out. We're built for that. But without proper, sacred, positive male role models, it's Lord of the Flies run amok.
0: So the, I guess the boys end up dead to me sounds like, by the way, I was in a fraternity in college, right? Like I'm a member of a fraternity, still have very close ties. I I think fraternities are great in general it has a downside and to me that downside is the bloodletting doesn't have somebody to control it right like somebody so don't, mm-hmm. nobody there's no like stopgap for the bloodletting and I find that the guys that in my fraternity that were the biggest dicks were the guys that were clearly nerds in high school they got to the fraternity they became brothers now they can like take it out on other people right so like very much plays into everything that you're saying. There's the the initiations that you're describing, I can picture it perfectly, right? You can see it in movies, but it just sounds really, really archaic, right? Like what, what is a modern day
1: initiation? So there the are groups that actually do it. There's men groups that do it. The one I've been involved with is now called a Lumen, where we take men on a five day sacred initiation. The, uh, our founders have researched the patterns and what needs to be done, and it's done in a sacred space. Life can initiate you, too. You know, the, the idea with the initiation is you, the new identity, that egoic identity has to be shattered. You have to get in touch with your, we call it your true self. It's sort of Jungian psychology, but get in touch with your true self versus your false self. Your false self is who you think you are. Your personality, shows up, your personality shows up when you don't. You know, I am not my title. I am not my feelings. I am not my thoughts. That's all up here. I'm something much deeper. An initiated man has to learn that this is your true self. Identify your particular gift and bring it back to the community. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Star Wars. Nothing but Greek drama in outer space. Luke hears a calling. Luke doesn't want to do the calling and his family's wiped out. Now he, he's got to do the calling. You know, when he goes into the cave with his lightsaber, Yoda says, you don't need that. Takes Darth Vader's heads off. And who who is it? It's him. We have to kill the egoic self to understand our true self because particularly in the Western society, we'll live a whole life being a going. You know, so what I would offer to you and the people listening is, like the idea of connecting, like what you do is great. What I would submit to people is, if you're going to connect, start with yourself.
0: I agree. Listen, I, I'm trying to reverse engineer this into, into my life because that's how my ego works. But I think, I think the last three years have been my initiation, my, and, and I can reverse engineer it into, you know, really understanding that everybody has value and, and driving into that out of my want to create relationships that if I can identify somebody's value and communicate it well, it means that I'm creating value for them, and and that being kind of the the driving force of my life at the end of the day has really taught me to understand my own value, right? Like under like really seeking other people's values has has taught me to to see my own value, which I didn't see for a very long time, right? Like I've always been a gregarious. I, I'm I was born lucky enough that I wake up happy, right? Right. But and I came from an amazing family, but my it. You know, through psychotherapy, I, I realized that 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 relationship with my family, while very very positive, I internalized it as I don't, I never deserve this. I need to prove something to deserve this. And until I was able to shed, right? Like I would always say, my goal in life is to prove that I deserve my family and deserve my upbringing. And that yeah. sounds really great and really yeah. noble. But under underneath it, it was this idea that I don't deserve it. And until yeah. I was able to identify that and shed that. From myself, I really my work didn't, you know, like my yeah. initiation hadn't begun, right? Like it's yeah. kind of it's kind of what you're saying. Do you think people can be initiated at any age?
1: Yeah, if you come with an open mind and you know that that openness, yeah, you can be initiated. So life can initiate you know. You get you're told you have terminal cancer. Wow, I I, I got to put some things in perspective, right? You are not in control anymore, right? So you got to find something deeper than my Twitter account.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. You know, I, I started smile a lot because you're talking about, you find your gift when you start giving the gift. Yeah. You with yeah. me on that? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And listen, dude, don't get it twisted. The process of, you know, how you've been building this up and now you're reframing it. That is the process. That's how it's supposed to go. What you we hope for is that when people get to the top of that ladder and they go, What do I do now? The answer is jump. That's too scary. Well, then you don't know who you are. So you're still relying on the the cushion you're looking for is that title and all that stuff, right? Now man, you can't listen, you can't take that with you, right? So you got to know who you are. Initiation lets you know who you are. I can tell you what I got out of my initiation. Is very simple. I know who I am. Ask me who I am. Who are you? I'm a beloved son of God. I didn't earn it. In fact, I don't even deserve it. But I got it all the same. It's a gift. It is a gift because that's what love does. Hmm. Pop, you're on the earth. I love you. You're a little shit, but you're my little shit. (laughs) Yeah you with me like this whole worthiness game just stop that who of us are ever really worthy right and that's not the point you know a good friend takes the good and bad days with you you know if if you and I have one falling out we're over I guess we really weren't friends I guess we really didn't have the love I guess we didn't really have the connection but if you have it once you know you have that beloved status, once you know you have that connection, nothing yeah. can take it away.
0: Yeah. Once you realize that gift is yours, nobody can take it away. Right. No. Like I, no. I, I very much, I very much echo with that. And I very much echo with the idea that you got to climb this ladder and then you got to trust the gift to jump off with it. Cause that was me. Right. Yes. Like I definitely, I definitely was seeking it, was building up the 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 case studies in my head of like it's really mine. Yeah. and then there was that crucial moment where i'm like okay i really believe all this stuff is real i'm in a toxic work partnership i can either continue this until it you know kills me and destroys my marriage mm-hmm. or i can jump off this ladder and trust this gift right which, which was the beginning of 2019 all right so I, what is a generative man you've said that a couple of times
1: yeah a generative man who in some way shape or form they've been initiated they know who they are, and they serve. It's as simple as that. They are part of something bigger than them, and they've realized, by giving, I get. By giving my gift, I'll get more of my gift. By serving, I'll be served. The key is, if you've got all that, figuring out what your gift is and how you can give it. And that's where Folks like you and Jeremy and Kim have made a difference with me because you've heard me, and you in particular have said, "Yo, oh man, you got to get that out there," because the egoic me, the little Timmy, will say, oh, 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 no, "No, no," you know. And the reason why we're crafting this conversation so carefully is because even my employment opportunity will be like, "Well, well, hold on now, are you speaking for us or that?" oh man, but I know this, I know I am, I know the message, I know it's true and that's not hubris and I'm validated by people like you. Like with all due respect, I didn't want to come on your podcast. I think I needed to.
0: That makes sense, man. Yeah, I, I, I get it, right? Like the distance creates perspective. When you're inside your own head, like the validation of an external source is one of the greatest. It's an amazing, I don't know if I want to use the term gift again, right? But like, it is a necessary thing to happen. This like validation of something that you know inherently to be true, it needs to be seen outside of you for you to really recognize it by someone, right? Like be it that mentor that walks you through that. I guess that's the role of mentorship, right? Like somebody needs to kind of guide you through that journey, which I guess then goes back to this initiation piece because or else you'll never recognize that gift because it's just always been there. So you don't know if you deserve it. You don't know if you've used it. You don't know to use it for service or for ego or for self-serving needs or or, or whatever, right? Is that, am I kind of?
1: Yeah, yeah there's a lot of that. So yeah, a, a mentor is one who is only a few steps ahead of you necessarily. So example, like if you told me you wanted to run an ultra marathon, I can help you with that. I've been there. I've done that. You know, once you've done it, someone else comes to you. Here's my experience. Here's what I did. You
0: know, I like, I like where you're at with the mentor thing, right? Right. When you said that mentor thing, a mentor being someone that's a few steps ahead of you, it really only has to be someone that's a few steps ahead of you in the one thing that you need mentorship in, right? Like me and you are going back and forth, growing out about how much we admire each other. And I'm a few steps ahead of you in telling my story at scale. You are a bajillion steps ahead of me in a whole bunch of other (laughs) arena, which makes me like really, really admire you and really respect you. So the idea that you see me as a mentor in that now clicks in, right? Like that, like I, I, I now under understand that part of it, right? Like, cause that's not so obvious, but I see it as I'm able to see mentorship in people that, Maybe somebody else is like, why do you go there for that? Right. But it's like, all you need is that one piece from that, from the person. It doesn't have to be yeah, yeah. like, they, they don't have to be the Dalai Lama to be your yeah, mentor.
1: Absolutely. Right? Yeah, you got like, yeah every, any moment you're in, you're there because of choices you've made. Mm-hmm. And if we're supposed to be any different, it would be. But if it's not, then what do you need to learn in that moment? And that can come from anybody or anything. So we've spoken about this offline. Does life happen to you or yes. does it happen for you? Yeah. You know? Are you are you uninitiated or uninitiated? Is it small picture, big picture? Is it heaven or is it hell? Yeah. You get it the way you want it because this thing in here, this two to three pound thing, it's a meaning-making machine. Mm. And we all do it. But when you get to this other side of your ego, the spirituality, that'll get pinged. But then you can say, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not driving a bus. I'm driving a bus. I know I am. I'm Timmy Gallagher. I'm an initiated man. I'm a beloved son of God. And I get my my lizard brain just got pinged, but this is what I'm going to make this mean, Hmm. right? Because listen, let, let me get a little, shall we say biblical? So if you go for the Jesus thing, All right, so there was this cat, Jesus, real dude. Now, whether you go for the Jesus Christ thing, that's a whole nother conversation. By the way, Christ is not his last name. But anyway, if you go for this Jesus thing, he was like, hey, man, I got something, I got to say to you folks, listen up. And what's interesting is often in the Bible, it's repent and hear the good news. Do the research. If you properly translate it, it's metanoia, which is you need to look at things differently. Turn around right? Because he never said, worship me. He never said, worship me. He said, worship up there. He said, follow me. Mm. So he's got this message. He's putting it out there. He does a miracle. He does a parable. He does it all. And people are like, nah, still not getting it. So he does the ultimate thing. I'm going to let you kill me and still show you this will work. Because here's the beauty. When this dude named Jesus supposedly came back, still got it. Still got all the holes. It's not about living a pain free life. Mm. It's about embracing the suck, right? You know, you had mentioned the validation. Listen, man, it's nice that you validate me. But with all due respect, I don't need it. But it is nice. But early on, boy to manhood, they need to know you're appointed. And here's, and I think we've had this conversation. One of the hardest things a man can hear from his father, his father figure, is I am disappointed with you. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, it cuts us to the quick. I've done this shtick for years now, and I've asked Ben, and 99% will say, Oh, the worst thing I ever hear is from my fathers. I'm disappointed with you. Break the word down disappointed. You're not appointed. Yeah. because we know we need to hear other men say like you're in bro yeah and until we hear that from a positive spiritual male role model we look for it anywhere and everywhere now that is exactly what happened down in dc the other day talk me through that well let's look at the pattern men need to know they're appointed if they don't hear it they look for it everywhere and we know the patterns of the male journey is true, that well, the hero's journey is true, right? It's in poetry movies. We know that if you don't transform your pain, you'll transmit your pain. That if no father, you look for any father. And we had people that, some that, to put it nicely, were immature, looking for that. And they heard father figures or a father figure say, Here's a call to action. And they made it mean something. And it was Lord of the Flies, were a amok. They didn't know who they are. See, a generous man knows who they are. They're that knight in shining armor for real, right? And this is the state of affairs. This is why I say if men realize their spiritual, divine nature, all these problems, it'd be different. Imagine if 10% of the male population in the United States of America got their beloved son status. They knew in their Heart of hearts. I don't need to listen to nonsense. I don't need to act out. Bro, how different would our society look? I, I think look, it'd be tremendous.
0: I mean when you look at when you look at the populations and the demographics of of poverty, of crime, of all of this stuff, it goes across everything. And one of the most jarring statistics to me. Are the, the statistics of the foster care system, right? Like something like 80 something percent of the US prisons are people that were in the foster care system at some point. Right. Like and the the incidence of imprisonment when you age out of foster care, if you go to college versus not go to college, like if you hmm. go to college, it like reduces that like incidence of imprisonment by like 80% or something, something insane. And and I and I see you know, to me, a somebody from a foster care system is exactly that quintessential case study of someone that's never had someone to initiate them. They haven't had somebody to usher them into their gift. They, you know, they 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 they've led this life of 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 not having that support. So, and then you think about right, like I I, I want to expand this because I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the root cause of what made a bunch of guys charge on the Capitol is the same root cause as what made a cop kill a man. And on, 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 in someone's on someone's screen, it's the same root cause that is making people that are protesting a noble cause go out and riot and loot and burn down buildings, right? Like those people that are the ones that are creating the harm are the uninitiated within the group of the overall schema, right? Yeah. And, and as the, if there's one thing that I've, that I've noticed that the, that the United States that I see very, very apparent when I compare it to other cultures, it's this lack of intergenerational relationships. Right, like, I, I, I see, I see my, I see the Hispanic culture of the people that i know that know their that are friends with their grandparents and their cousins and their cousins children and 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 whatever and you know like like I, I i see as 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 the the bond between grandparent and grandchild and everybody in between breaks down i see a lesser and lesser functioning society yeah and and as you you know and it makes sense to me right because you know if i'm if i'm freaking out about the state of affairs I was just talking to a, 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 an older guy, you know, he was around in the seventies. He's like, listen, man, this was, you know, this was kind of like, like I, I watched the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie, the, 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 in, in defense of sex or whatever, right. Like, right, or in, right. In, in defense of sex and you see a society that mirrors what we're going through right now. Right. Like there right. is, there is this like generational shift that's happening. There are these right. like old values and people with power holding on to these values that are limiting these things. There's a vocal minority that understands it's wrong. And until, you know, some like seminal moment happens that then lets you, lets that population level up to a certain extent, right? Like breaks the glass ceiling, you know, then we reach a new normal and everything seems cool for about another 40 years until that generation ages out. And then now we need that new generation of leaders and, and, and things of the sort. I don't I feel like I'm rambling. Like, does that, is that in line with, with what you're saying, and then the crux of it is if we can create these initiation and, and again, most of these problems come from a, a society where men have this certain role and they're not holding up their end of the bargain. Mm -hmm. So it leads to say that, you know, men as, and, and, and again, like you keep talking about, like a lot of it's been about this dynamic of power. It's like, when you grow in your power and you don't know how to wield it, you're going to abuse those without power and men because of genetics and, and, and however it is just physically have bigger, stronger muscles than women or frames or, or whatever in general, as a, as an overall population. So endemically, you know, as, as the, as the physical force part of the species enters their power without an initiation then all these dominoes fall after of of evil that the falls our world is kind of is kind of what i'm hearing
1: that yeah, whether men or women we have power and until you learn and experience powerlessness mm. you will abuse your power mm. so there needs to be a crisis limitation that can be put into your life through initiation they can be put into your life through cancer, through a divorce, through losing a job, right? Where you realize I am that life is hard. Seems like I'm not that important. It doesn't even seem like life is about me. I'm not in control. And oh, when it's all over, I'm going to die. <laughs> They're the five messages of initiation. You know, so until you've experienced that and learned how to transform that, you will continue to transmit that you know, so there's, let's get clear on a few things. So there's the hero's journey. We see that in poetry, music, movies, right? Everybody's called to a hero's journey. Most people don't heed the call to their hero's journey. And then within a hero's journey, there's an initiation. So you were this, now you became that, right? You come back with that gift. So the rest of your life is honing that gift and seeing how many cycles you go through of I'll do the journey again, I'll do their journey again, but now you know you have this gift. So what you're saying is the instinct to rise above something bigger than me, that played out in all those scenarios, but it was not generative. It was not serving others. It was not virtuous. It was not sacred.
0: All right, man. I'm gonna ask you a really tough question. You know who you are. You're a generative man. You know your value. You're at the top of your ladder. What's stopping you from jumping?
1: My ego. Yeah, what I, what I want to make it mean. And that, that's natural. That's part of it. So that's when I know I have to go back to my spiritual discipline, my spiritual exercises. And that, that may sound very esoterical. It's real simple. It's having guys like you in my life, having good women in my life, You know, getting journaling done, doing meditation, like knocking down that ego so I can tap back into my true self. And that is a daily battle, man. And most people, too much work. That's why Thoreau said, most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Yeah. I mean, that's why I said to you, I don't want to come on this podcast, but I think I need to. It's not, it's a need because the, I need to hear myself say this. I need to, because now I'm accountable, right? That's why we spoke in the beginning of how we craft this, because certain egoic things in my life will be like, well, did you get permission to say that? And really at the end of it all, it's so silly, you know? I mean, I, I, I encourage anybody to hear what I'm saying. If you don't like what I'm saying, there's probably a lot you don't like, <laughs> you know? One of my spiritual mentors, who's a great homeless gives great homilies and he's like listen when people come into church they want to hear a good homily they're going to hear a good homily they want to hear a bad one they're going to hear a bad one right somebody watching this and they want to give it a thumbs down you you gave it the thumbs down before you even got on here you gave yourself a thumbs down when you woke up because the, the learning is in anything any moment you're in what's the nugget you can take out and what can you give back that's all
0: Amen, brother. Amen, man. Like I, I, I couldn't agree. So it's so funny. I was today, today in the surf lineup. I'm sitting next to this guy Ross, who I've you know like a really good surfer, and I don't remember how he came up, but he said something along the lines of, "I, I don't know how he got to this parable, but he told me a parable for the first time, and he's just like, yeah, you ever heard that story about the farmer sitting out on his front porch and the car drives by, guy gets out and goes." what kind of people you got in this town? And he asks him, what kind of people do you find where you're from? He goes, well, mostly crooks and cheaters and liars and this and that. And he goes, probably what you're going to find here, man. Yeah. Drives off. Another, call come, another car drives in and goes, what kind of people you find in this town? He's like, what kind of people do you find in the town where you're from? And he goes, really nice people. You know, like nice community oriented, family oriented, great people of service. And he goes, it's probably what you're going to find here too. Uh, oh, that's probably what you're gonna find here, right? Like yeah. it's it's essentially that he told me like a same parallel of what you just told me, man.
1: Because that speaks to mindset and focus and a lens, which is are you coming from the initiated hero's journey, or are you coming from the egoic? Get out, you know, just look for me. So, you know, I, I want to get back to this because your thing's about connecting, and you are more prophetic than you realize. It's all about being. We are all connected i mean what i've learned in my spiritual discernment about sin is sin isn't so much about bad boy right i mean i grew up catholic i don't know what you grew up i I grew up super catholic yeah so so you know like bad boy right no what sin is really is here's the analogy i give my boys and it's I, i i love this one we go out front and we do the the Quintessential catch. I throw a ball, son catches it, throws it back. Throws it and it goes haywire and I go, what was that? He goes, my bad dad, I'll go get the ball. I want to have catch with you. The sin is when he says, I don't want to have catch with you. I I, I just want to be connected. I just want to have catch. I'm having a bad day, let's have catch. I'm having a great day, let's have catch. Just be connected. And look at that, father, son, and the ball back and forth, there's the Holy Spirit, man. It's just about being connected at every moment. Can you make a conscious decision to be connected? And connected doesn't mean it's, it's lollipops and rainbows and unicorns. I mean, look at Nelson Mandela. In spite of what you're going to do to me, I am staying to my cause. I mean, we've seen this with great spiritual avatars over the millennials, right? They know who they are and they stick with that. It's something bigger than them. They are connected. And that is what you offer people with this podcast and what you do. I mean, yeah, get connected on Twitter and get connected. Yeah, that's all good, but get connected, man
0: right <laughs> yeah yeah listen i i like in everything that you're saying it is a very different way of explaining everything i believe right like you know to me the the theme of the theme of connection has has gone has gone throughout this conversation the theme of the importance of having people in your life to 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 show you the way whether you know at an initiation point the most critical But there's there's other minor rites of passages that happen as 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 you keep going. And often, you know, that that source of validation or that somebody to to walk you through whatever you need to walk through and the and the importance of all of that, man. It's been it's been an awesome, it's been an awesome conversation, man. Tim, I like I said, from the moment, you know, from from the moment I mentioned what I knew that you were going through and the way that you were explaining it. You've you've really fascinated me, man, and I I feel very fortunate to to have your perspective here at this moment and be able to share this. Like I I you know this this podcast at the end of the day being about connection or whatever, it's really about mentorship at scale. Right, mm-hmm. like it's really about like if you find value in everybody, mm-hmm. then you have a mentor in everyone, right? Like, and if you can find that value and share it, then you are you know, increasing the mentorship and the more that, absolutely, you know, the more we can pump it into the ecosystem, the less icky the internet gets and the less icky the world gets, right? Like, absolutely. So, so thanks, man. I appreciate you kind of stepping out on a limb. I know that this is a little bit of eggshells for you at this moment in your life. Uh, the idea that I can add value to someone as extraordinary as you is, is very gratifying for me to, to like, that is a gift for me to accept. And uh, I really look forward to seeing you jump off the top of that ladder and, uh, and fulfilling this mission that you have very, very clearly identified. And I think you are the guy. I think you're the, you're the person that needs to do it, man.
1: Well, I appreciate that validation. And I'll just say this, you know, you, you went through this whole thing about you and I, the beauty of what you and I just did right now wasn't our idea. We just connected with something bigger, you know, like. You know, you're doing God's will and you're in the zone when time stands still and you're not even thinking about it. You know, so that, that, I mean, that's my prayer nowadays. It's just help me get out of the way, Lord. Help me to see the way. Help me to be part of the way. Help me to show others the way and help me to live the way. But left to my own devices, I will get in the way. <laughs> you know, and then when I'm in the zone, there's things that want to get in my way. And there you go, Slade I Dragon. Night iron, you know, because that's life. Life is difficult, man. And and, and that's part of the problem. Everybody wants, you know, in today's society, swipe right, I got a date, holler back, you know, I didn't learn anything I want from this little phone. Come on, man. Your perspiration is inspiration, you know, (laughs) work out a little. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. And I appreciate the work you're doing. You're a good man, Papa. Thanks, buddy. Nobody's told you lately. You are a good, beloved son of God, and I love you. I love you too, man. I appreciate
0: you. Thank you. The key to building your relationship flywheel will rely in your ability to design and build your own stage where you can have conversations with people, getting to know them, understanding their value, and sharing it to the world. This is the service that I offer, and I offer it to $100 million companies where we're setting record-breaking sales goals with it. If you want to know more about that, go to connectwithpablo.com. If you're just an individual that wants to build it, subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to my email list on my website because coming soon is a community where I'm going to teach this to you personally. Go to
1: connectwithpablo.com.